The only thing you should care about in regards to what happened this Super Tuesday is this. Bernie Sanders would have been put away, if not for one thing, and that is the Hispanic vote. And yet here we are trying to elect Republicans who are enabling more immigration. Yes, there were Republican primaries on Tuesday as well. I know you might not have heard about those because while the media soap opera obsesses over this week's Democratic Super Tuesday results, you know, is it gonna be Bernie, is it gonna be Biden? Well, what's going to happen is we're gonna turn around and have a bunch of establishment Kevin McCarthy puppets sitting in Congress who are working to transform our country through demography. At least we can find some solace, I guess, in the fact that contrary to what we might have thought a week ago, our republic is not, in fact, for sale. Billionaire goofballs Bloomberg and Steyer failed in epic fashion to buy the election and spent hundreds of millions of dollars to do what? To make total asses of themselves, which is quite befitting of the party they represent. I'm John Miller. White House Brief begins now. So there were numerous GOP primaries last night that we ought to focus on. I know it might not be as fun as as crapping all over the Democrats and their crazy ways, but it will be a lot more fun than losing your country. And on that optimistic note, want to tell you about our sponsor today, who is Parler. Because along with losing your country could come losing your free speech. Conservative voices are being silenced daily by left-wing tech companies who profiteer off of exploiting your privacy and then silence your voice when you say something they don't agree with. More and more, our most sacred right, and that is the right to speak freely, has come under assault in places that were designed for us to share our opinions freely. And with no other options, you're forced to play by their rules. That is, until now. If you haven't already, introducing Parler. Go sign up now if you haven't. That's Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. Parler is the news and free speech app that will not silence your opinion or violate your privacy for financial gain. Simply download the app, create your account, post, share, and speak freely. Now, can you say, can you say anything you want? Well, you can't threaten violence. You can't threaten to kill people. You can't commit actual acts of hate. You can't harass or commit other crimes, but that's not who you are. And I know that's not who we are. So go to parlor.com or visit the app store to download Parlor today. I'm on it. You can go find me at, at John Miller. That is John with no H, John Miller. Go to parlor, P-A-R-L-E-R.com or go find it in the app store. Parlor, get news, speak free. So as fun as it is for the pundit class to look at the Democrat primaries and be like, oh, socialism died last night, it didn't. Or blacks are actually more conservative than we thought. They're not. We need to take care of our own house, and we've got anti-Trump rhinos sweeping up Republican primaries with Trump's support. Take Representative Kay Granger, for example. You guys know her? Well, she just won her primary after Trump endorsed her against an actual MAGA challenger. Now, this woman holds such staunch conservative opinions such as this. What should be the penalty in your mind to a woman who has an abortion? In my opinion, I am a, a pro-choice Republican. Yeah, she's a pro-choice Republican. 
She's also a woman who, as the top GOP appropriator, is the reason why Planned Parenthood was funded, but not ICE or the border wall in 2017 through 18, and will be the reason this continues in 2021. She also called for Trump to step down. Sounds like a real MAGA girl, right? Saying he should remove himself from consideration for the presidency. And yet Trump goes on to Twitter and says, Congresswoman Kay Granger has worked hard for Texas and has been a strong supporter of our MAGA agenda. Hmm, has she? She's strong on Second Amendment. Hmm, is she? And securing our border. Huh, is that right? And is 100% pro-life. Well, we just heard she's pro-choice. And yet he says, Kay has my total endorsement. Well, who's telling him that she's all those things? Because she isn't. But I'll tell you who. A man named Kevin McCarthy is who. You know, Trump doesn't have the time to figure out who all these people are. You know, Trump has a country to run. And so Kevin McCarthy comes on over to him and says, hey, this woman, well, she's a real MAGA gal. She really deserves your endorsement, Mr. President. And boom, she gets the endorsement. But does she sound strong on borders or strong on life to you? No, she slammed Trump on borders. She said there, there needs to be a better way to secure our borders that doesn't tear apart families. Oh, does there, Kay? Well, you know what? There needs to be a better candidate for Trump that doesn't include you. And in fact, there was. It was a guy named Chris Putnam, pro-life, pro-wall, pro-Second Amendment MAGA candidate who was mounting a credible challenge until Trump endorsed this anti-Trump Granger woman. But Kay Granger's, she's not going to be an ally when she gets back to Washington. She's not going to be a help for Trump. No, she's going to go back to right back to being a liberal Republican and spouting her progressive nonsense about how we don't really need to a secure border if it means separating families because Trump is just ripping kids away from parents and how abortion is evil and how Trump is unfit for office. Another example, Tom Tillis. Remember him? He's the guy, remember, who's working on another amnesty bill? Well, his challenger also dropped out of the race after Trump endorsed Tillis. And what did Tillis do after he got Trump's endorsement? Well, he went right back to his amnesty bill and working to turn North Carolina blue, just like Virginia. And we had an opportunity to flush this guy down the drain. But no, now we got to worry about this guy lobbying the White House to sign on to his America last garbage. And the same can be said for Senator Lindsey Gramnesty. Based Lindsey, am I right? This guy, the bottom feeder who never saw an amnesty bill he didn't love. Well, he's also up for re-election this year, and he also has Trump support. How's this one? How's this piece of country club trash named Bill Haggerty? This guy got the endorsement of Trump as well. Well, this guy is a longtime Mitt Romney advisor and Jeb Bush delegate. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's a Bush guy. You can't even make this stuff up. I mean, how does this happen? How do, how do we get Trump to endorse these guys? There's no excuse. But I'll tell you how it happens. It's McConnell in the Senate and McCarthy in the House. They come, they recruit all of these people who espouse ideas that run absolutely contrary to what Trump ran on, and then they get Trump to endorse them, knowing full well Trump has no time to run through all of these people on the ballot. Trump has no time to actually figure out what these idiots believe. But if Trump wants more allies in the House and Senate, he cannot keep listening to these rotten actors because they've gotten him nothing. 
If you take the panoply of endorsements, they are indefensible. From anti-Trump, Kay Granger, to pro-amnesty, Tom Tillis, to pro-amnesty, Lindsey Graham, to Bush Romneyite Haggerty, to this, this August Pfluger guy in Texas who is also a rhino. These are not MAGA guys. These are not Trump guys. And yet all we can talk about after Super Tuesday is, yeah, well, Biden really stuck it to Bernie. Bernie wouldn't have had a shot in hell last night if it weren't for the Hispanic immigrant voters who, despite how woke everyone insists they are, because remember, these are people who know firsthand the evils of socialism because these people escaped socialism. Well, they still went big for Bernie. So clearly they're not anti-socialists. Clearly they're not natural conservatives. Now, of course, are all Hispanic socialists? Of course not. Some are actually really terrific, rock-solid conservative Americans. But don't give me any of this. They are not natural conservatives simply because they escaped from a socialist country, as can be evidenced by the fact that so many of them came out and voted for a self-avowed socialist. And yet the GOP is out here propping up these people, promoting these people who want to bring in more immigrants. And not just legal assimilated immigrants, but actually people who want amnesty for illegal, unassimilated immigrants. This is how you commit national suicide. This is how you kill a country. You do it slowly and gradually. And it is through demographics. And Republicans, they are not doing a damn thing to stop it. In fact, they are actually helping it. So now that I got that uh, off my chest, now, now we can move on. Now we can move on to the Democrat side. Uh, so we got Biden, of course, who took most states, followed by Bernie. And then pathetically, Mike Bloomberg spent over $500 million on ads. And what did he get for it? Well, he got American Samoa. So congratulations, Mayor Bloomberg. Tom Steyer spent about half that, managed to buy his way onto a debate stage, but that's about it. Not much else. Not much else at all. So what do we learn from this, right? Well, we learn that the American people aren't all like Stormy Daniels, meaning you can't toss money at them in exchange for favors. Mike Bloomberg drops out of 2020 presidential race and endorses Joe Biden. Now, I got to say, I assumed he'd make it further simply because I honestly thought, they were going to take one look at Joe Biden every time he spoke and be as uncomfortable as I was. I, I mean, the guy is, it's hard to listen to him. He's painful to listen to. But the establishment, you know, they look for a candidate who they know will preserve their institutional power. And so they've decided that that guy is Joe Biden. That's why all these establishment candidates are dropping out like flies early and throwing out their support behind Biden, even though Biden's brains are clearly fried and turned into soup. By the way, it's my little sister, Valerie, and I'm Jill's husband. Oh, no, this is the, oh, you switched on me. This is my wife. This is my sister. They switched on me. Oops. Yikes, dude. And I hope that's I hope that's not a mistake he makes often. Otherwise, he may find himself in the same boat as Ilhan Omar. Now, you know the Democrats killed this whole election before it even began. They killed it all the way back in 2016 when the DNC rigged the election for Hillary Clinton, remember that, and pissed off a lot of the Bernie voters and made them believe, probably rightfully so, that the Democrat party doesn't care about them a whit. Bernie voters tend to be a lot of loud, obnoxious, young idiots. 
Young people, by and large, do not vote. But if they make up a significant portion of your base, then you kind of need to get them to the polling locations. The DNC's Super Tuesday stunt of having the other Biden-esque candidates, you know, if they call them moderate, they're not moderate, the establishment candidates drop out and throw support away from Sanders, reminded these young people that their party doesn't actually care what their voters want, and they made that statement very clear. And it became particularly clear when Elizabeth Warren, who served as an agent for the establishment wing, I know you think she's a progressive, but she actually was an agent of the establishment wing because she also was throwing support away from Bernie by taking votes away from him and continue to stay in the race. And so young people are starting to notice. Exit polls for five Southern states that Joe Biden won, Alabama, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia, found that young voters did not show up at the polls in the numbers they did in 2016. The Democrat Party establishment, they must be feeling incredibly nervous about this little pickle they found themselves in. Neither one of their two most likely outcomes from this election cycle will be good for their future. If Biden wins the nomination, well, then the loud and obnoxious Bernie bros will feel they've had their primary election stolen from them for the second time in a row. And therefore, they may never be able to win those voters back because they will never be able to win their trust back again. If Sanders goes on to win the nomination, then the Democrats are toast, right? I mean, their party is going to be controlled by someone who is quite literally a member of a different party. Remember, he's an independent. He's not a Democrat. So bye-bye establishment Democrats. Bye-bye Democrat apparatus. So Biden is a major gamble, right? But he is the Democrats' last best hope. And they, because believe me, they weren't working with much, right? They had radical Marxist, Bernie Sanders, technocratic billionaire slimeball, Bloomberg, who used to be a Republican, don't forget, and then bumbling senile buffoon Joe Biden. I'd probably go with the bumbling buffoon as well when you have that few choices. And they have. And at the very least, though, because they made that choice, it should provide Americans with some solace that despite the Democrats' incessant screeching about Russia and them helping Donald Trump purchase the election, remember, by spending a few thousand bucks on Facebook ads back in 2016, well, the Democrats now officially know that you cannot actually buy an election. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the White House Brief Podcast. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe to the podcast. Please rate it, and if you feel like doing it, please leave a review. It really helps us out. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.